Hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant for Tautua, and this is the Tautua Podcast. Tautua Podcast, you can watch it, listen to it every Wednesday. We drop it about this time. Uh, it's available sometime during the day on Wednesday, usually, <laughs> but uh, trying to keep it more on the schedule nowadays. Also, don't forget Morning Coffee, Monday through Friday, it drops at 6 a.m. on YouTube, as well as your favorite podcasting app. If you are wondering who we are, first time here, I am the lead consultant for Tautoa. Tautoa, we are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm specializing in freight brokers, brokering, training, consulting, uh, dispatch, the whole nine yards. Matter of fact, that's our website there. You can go to the different pages, check it out. Invite you to scroll down to the newsletter. Keep up to date with what's going on at Tautoa. Again, you're going to find that at Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com, right there at the bottom of your screen. All right. What are we doing today? Hold on just a second. We'll get this whole queued up and we'll go. All right. Today's August 30th. Two more days left in the month. The big topic this month has been freight and capacity along with fuel prices. We're going to be talking about that coming up uh, in this podcast, too. Fuel prices are just stupid anymore. And then when you get over to the fuel surcharges and the spot rates, it just keeps on getting dumber and dumber and dumber. I was uh, talking to a client earlier, and they brought up the idea about buying a truck, getting their own authority and buying a truck, putting it out there. And my immediate recommendation was, no, don't do that. Not yet. You know, it wasn't that long ago used trucks were selling for over $100,000, and that's all because COVID, and that's pretty much what got us in this mess now with freight and capacity. People kept buying the trucks. There was no reason to decrease the value. A lot of the uh, talk back then was the manufacturers couldn't produce the new ones, which a lot of that was true. As well, a lot of trucks weren't being traded in, but people were still buying them because they saw a golden opportunity to make money. They saw that golden egg And here we are. My recommendation to them was hold off, wait, because the market's going to correct itself. And when you got capacity up here and available freight down here, the only correction is is freight coming up or capacity coming down. Right now, I'm thinking capacity is going to come down. It's going to be a little bit before freight starts going up. And I think a lot of these small trucking outfits, not, not wishing bad on anyone, this is just the way it works. But a lot of these small trucking outfits, they're going to be going under. I hate to say that. But with fuel prices, just keep on going up. Up up almost 10 cents, well, 9 cents a gallon this week. Four and a half cents, or $4.48 a gallon. Come on. You know, if you got a 300-gallon tank, $1,350 to fill it up. And then you're going to have to do that again day after tomorrow. This is putting the bite, and when rates are around two dollars between between two dollars a mile and two fifty a mile, that includes fuel surcharge. It can't sustain. Something's going to have to give. And Washington obviously don't seem to care. They keep on doing everything to make it worse, which just baffles my mind. Yours too, I'm sure. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Now he went on to tell me that he had had a guy he could do a potential contract with. 
that makes a whole different story. You know, if you're just buying equipment to get a truck, just to be able to say you're in trucking, thinking now you're going to work with a broker to get all your loads, you're already out of business, especially uh, with the way the uh, economy and everything is right now. If you've got your own customer, that's a whole different story, whole different story, because you can go in with the contract as long as they stay in business. Matter of fact, we got a story today about a trucking company that uh, pretty much got burned on over a hundred thousand dollars. We're going to be talking about, but if you got a contract like that, that that's one thing. But you want to make sure that thing's ironclad. It's there. It's solid. It's not going to go anywhere. All right. What? Uh, oh, we got. Uh, We've been talking about dispatching here a lot. If you've been watching the uh, Morning Coffee with Tautoa, we've been talking about this, the dispatching. Brand new book, brand new. You can find it on our website. Go to Tautoa.com. Matter of fact, let me bring that back up again. And uh, let me show you. Yeah, you're on our website. Go all the way down, and here you go. you got the Freight Broker Training Manual, the Truck Dispatcher Manual. Uh, you can get that, and you can order it right there from our website. Uh, it's through Amazon, by the way. You'll, you'll be able to get that through Amazon. Uh, the truck dispatching training manual book, 108 pages, packed full of information, uh, documents, diagrams, things of that nature. Uh, the Tautoa Freight Broker Training Manual, this is the same manual we provide our cons our consulting clients. Now, this is from our, uh, from our publisher through Amazon. And you can get that. It's the same information, same everything. It's in a workbook-type format simply because you can take notes. I don't know if you can see that or not. And it's uh, you can find that on our website as well. But, all right, got that out of the way. All right, where are we? Let's, uh, topic of the day. All week, we've been pretty much talking about, well, with Morning Coffee with Tautoa, we've been talking about, well, this week so far, freight broker training schools, scams, things of that nature. And how to get customers this week so if you haven't watched that be sure to go back and watch that been getting a lot of questions about dispatching and if you've watched any of our past videos about dispatching i'm talking go back six months a year whatever you kind of heard and become a freight broker today though well a lot of that over the over the years well first of all fmcsa they have uh, green lighted, green lit, green green lit. Independent dispatch services. They were in a study on that for a while. A lot of people thought that uh, there was a possibility they shut them down, but they really couldn't. I mean, if you really think about it, if they sh if they said no, trucking companies can't contract independent dispatchers. Well, that would have set the precedent for somebody to come in and say, well, you can't contract owner operators, and that wasn't going to happen. Unless you're in California, and that's still kind of weird out there how they think an owner-operator contracted onto a trucking company should be an employee, but neither here nor there. Uh, but today, especially in today's climate, going going back to the capacity and available freight, if you're just getting into brokering, or as far as that goes, you are already a freight broker. And maybe you're, you know, the customers that were providing you 10, 15, 20 loads a week, maybe they're providing you three, four loads a week. Everything's just kind of off kilter right now. You may want to think about starting your own dispatching service. A truck dispatcher 
you're not going to be running that freight through your brokerage. You're going to be running it independent for that trucking company. So when you call to get a load, you're representing the trucking company, not your brokerage. That makes sense. So that allows you the opportunity to work with other freight brokers, and you're not in a double broker situation. You're in a single broker situation, getting loads directly from, for, from that broker to go on that specific truck. That's going to allow you to make money almost immediately. That makes sense. All you got to do is find a trucking company that is willing to let you dispatch for them. You're going to be making money off every load you put on that truck. Now, earlier this week in Morning Coffee with Daltoa, we talked about that a bit. And it's also uh, important that you step out and try to obtain your own customers to be able to put on that truck. I'm talking about getting customers specifically for that trucking company. Now, not only are they going to be working for that trucking company, but you're building your customer base up for your brokerage as well. If you are an independent dispatcher, which is also a freight broker, you are a broker with assets because you have access to equipment. Direct. Direct. See what I mean? That's, it may not seem like a good idea now, or you may be thinking, well, if I can't get freight as a freight broker, I'm like, because you're going to be able to work with other brokers. Direct. A dispatcher is making money on the gross of the loan. Think about that. Think about that. You know, if you're, if you're doing, just say, you got one trucking company, and maybe you're turning $5,000 a week. Well, that's $250 a week if you're at 5% on that one trucking company. It can add up. And it's not like you're putting a lot of effort into it. You're going to the load board, pre-planning. You know, you can make it really work for you. You just got to think it through. Anyway... Uh, all of our freight broker training and consulting packages now at Tatoa, they include dispatch training. So it's going to, we, we have included it for our clients in their training so they can start making money quickly. Because even as a freight broker, if you were to start your own freight broker today, if you already didn't have customers, it's going to take you a while to build up that customer base. It will take you a little bit of time to actually start moving loads and making money because you're building those relationships with both the customer, the shipper, and the carrier. That takes a little bit of time. But as an independent truck dispatcher, you're able to start getting in there, start building those relationships. But the main thing, you're able to start making money almost immediately. If you set up a truck with your dispatch service today, you moved a load, uh, you got a load for that trucking company today, it paid $2,000, well, you just made $100 today on a 5%. Uh, and as a rule, you're looking at between 5 and 10% commission. All right? Makes sense? All right. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure we'd appreciate it if you ring the bell, if you do a like and uh, subscribe to our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Helps us grow. We moved everything from uh, Taltoa or the FBTV website over to Taltoa channel here uh, last week was our first podcast, I believe. You, you're still, and we changed the name of the podcast. You, you'll find all our old podcasts from FBTV on your favorite podcasting app. We just changed the name instead of being the FBTV podcast, Freight Broker TV podcast. It is now the Tautoa podcast. Be sure if you're listening uh, to us using your favorite podcast app, we sure would appreciate it if you would subscribe, 
give us a thumbs up, five stars, all that fun stuff. What else we got? Oh, we're on Twitter, too. Uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. You can find us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Taltoa. And for those, those of you listening to our podcast via your podcast app, you'll find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Taltoa. All right. Did you hear this? In Philadelphia, the school district, if you live in Philadelphia or know someone who does, make sure they are aware of this if they have kids in school there. Philadelphia, the school district, offering parents 3000 a year if they'll take their own kids to school. Yeah, they figured it's cheaper to pay parents 3000 a year than maintain buses and pay for drivers or hiring drivers. That seems to be a problem all over the country right now, getting drivers to all... Uh, uh, for these uh, school buses. San Francisco, they're going to be uh, losing Nordstrom. Closed the doors forever on his five-story store in downtown San Fran on Sunday. They're saying it's just not getting enough foot traffic. And it's simply not safe for their customers or employees. They're not getting enough foot traffic because of the smashing grabs. The lawlessness. They got to do something about that. There's a man facing uh, charges after driving a toy. <laughs> he got a DWI, DUI. Indiana. He's been arrested after allegedly driving a Power Wheels Jeep while impaired. The Power, power Wheels Jeep is a battery powered ride on vehicle for kids. If you got a kid or a grandkid, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Indiana State Police Trooper was patrolling when he saw 51 year old John McKee driving a Power Wheels Jeep in the road. Authorities said the vehicle had no lights or reflectors. It was hard to see. <laughs> the Power Wheels Jeep was eventually stopped on 2nd Street. Sounds like he made a run for it. <laughs> I don't know. Police said McKee displayed signs of impairment, failed the field sobriety test. After further investigation at Good Samaritan Hospital, they discovered that McKee was under the influence of methamphetamine and marijuana. He was arrested currently booked in the Knox County Jail, charged with operating a vehicle while intoxicated with a prior conviction. I don't know how that is anywhere else, but in Arkansas, in Arkansas, uh, driving on a suspended license due to a DWI, that gets you 10 days automatically. No hands, ifs, or buts. No getting out of that, so. Bet on a toy. Well, that's the way it is in Arkansas, too. No driving any type of vehicle, motorized vehicle, even a lawnmower. <laughs> on the street, anyway. Sam's Club going to be opening up a big distribution center in Oklahoma City. If you haven't heard that, you want to start doing the research on that. If you are a broker or a trucking company, even a dispatch service, yeah, you want to start checking that out. Start making plans to make, start making contacts. Tell you something else to be making contacts about right now, too. Christmas tree farms. Christmas trees are going to start shipping here in a couple of months. Can you believe it? Not even in September yet, but you need to be thinking about Christmas trees. Uh, up in the Northwest, out in the Carolinas and such, big Christmas tree farms. Now is the time to be making contacts. Get your foot in the door. Christmas trees, specialty product. It generally goes on dry vans, uh, reefers, uh, going to be delivered all over the country. And the Christmas tree farms generally pay a pretty good penny, pretty good rate. The reason is they have to attract trucks for a specified amount of time to haul their trees, and they're not going to make any money, so they got to pay more than the regular shippers in those areas. 
Anyway, just a heads up. Sam's Club. The plan uh, is for Sam's Club to launch a 300,000 square foot multipurpose distribution center in Oklahoma City at a new industrial area that is developing called OKC Logistics Park. Write that down. Do a search. OKC Logistics Park. There's a lot of different businesses in there already. Those are potential customers. The uh, park is located two miles south of Interstate 40. The industrial park is also just over a mile north of Oklahoma State Highway 152 and near Will Rogers World Airport. So keep that in mind. All right, told you a little bit earlier, we were going to talk about a trucking company that lost over $100,000. Kind of mixed on this. Should have never happened. Anyway, let me read you the story. A North Carolina trucking company says that they are owed nearly $105,000 after a brewery stopped paying for their deliveries and then shut down. Just out of the blue. Didn't pay, shut down. That's the way it usually works. The company showed up at their regular delivery and were turned away by people who told them the building was being shut down. They say they still haven't been paid, and they're starting to think they will never be paid, which is probably the case. That's $105,000. Now, why did this trucking company let them get so deep? It happens to a lot of trucking companies. Brokers, too, by the way. You've got to get client. You've got to get customer. You're, you're hauling loads for them on a regular basis. I mean, it's a budget client. In other words, you're, you can count on that money week after week, month after month, year after year. It's paying your bills. Then one day it's not. Well, you start seeing the warning signs. You know, generally a customer, if you got a customer, they're going to be paying you. You're, you're going to learn their payment periods. That may be in two weeks, maybe in 30 days. I had a customer once, they paid me in 45 days. Some would say that, that takes too long. That's too long. Yeah, if I was moving one or two loads a month, it'd be too long. But I was moving three or four loads a week with that customer, and they paid me like clockwork. On the 45th day, that money was in the mailbox, in the bank. You know, some of this stuff, you, you, you'll bend a little bit, but if somebody's just... Now, if if they start, if those 45 days, let me put it this way, if it turned in 50 days, then 60 days, yeah, that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. That's when you got to start pulling the reins. And probably, same thing happened with this trucking company. The uh, customer probably got slower to pay them. Slower, then slower, and slower, to where eventually it just wasn't coming at all. But the trucking company had their fingers crossed that these people were going to be able to turn it around and start paying them. One of those catch-22 deals, you know, the, the uh, customer is probably saying, look, if you don't ship, if you don't bring me my stuff, I can't make a product. If I can't make a product, I'll never make money, and I'll never be able to pay you. Crazy cycle. Sometimes you just got to know when to walk away. You're not going to like it, but believe me, they're thinking now a $2,000 loss would have been a lot better than 100 and what, $5,000, loss. Jen, now, when I was brokering full-time, you got to build that relationship with that individual that you're dealing with. Now, you got to remember, if if you're a broker, even a trucking company, a dispatcher or whatever, you're, you're talking to that same individual pretty much on a daily basis getting those loads. Build that relationship. They work for the company. They work for the company. 
it, it's not their company. They get a paycheck every week. They go home at night. They don't, you know, they, they do their job. They got benefits and such. It's not their company. It's not their money. See what I mean? If you build that relationship, the people inside that you're dealing with, that, that person in shipping, they're going to know if there's issues. They're going to know. I've had people tell me, I've had customers, hey, uh, make sure you get all your invoices paid. You know, they give me a heads up on that stuff. You should have that kind of relationship. This trucking company should have too. Why it didn't, don't know. That, that's that lack of personal contact. A lot of times, these people get in there and, you know, just no personal contact. This is why this, these uh, autonomous or whatever you want to call it, uh, brokers, you know, that they're trying to do, uh, where they're, you know, do away with any type of person-to-person -person communication is just all done online. It, that, that's just a recipe for disaster. You know, if you got that individual, you got that personal relationship, you're going to know things. You're going to pick up on it. You can save yourself money. Protect yourself. Anyway, we'll keep you up on that if uh, we ever see any other stories come out about that trucking company getting, getting their 103. I'm sure the brewery is going to file bankruptcy and that 103 is going to be a write-off. All right, you're going to be in California next month, right? Yep, next month. California Highway Patrol invites truckers to a free lunch at a way station for Driver Appreciation Week. California CHP is inviting truck drivers to join them for a free hot dog lunch to celebrate National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. Going to be happening from 1 to 3.30 p.m. on Tuesday, September 12th. Going to be hosting Truck Driver Appreciation Day event at the Northbound Gilroy Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Facility as a part of National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. This year, the National Truck Driver Appreciation Week takes place September 10th through 17th. If the scale is closed, now this is just me talking as a trucker. I was. If the scale is closed, I'm not going in for a free hot dog. No, save my money. I'd rather bypass the scale. Go get me a, a real dinner. There was a truck stop. You know, Christmas. I was out one Christmas. No, thanks. Uh, well, Christmas and Thanksgiving. I've been out both. Uh, there's a, I can't remember the name of it now. I think they're still around. Stage stop. Is that right? Up in Boise. Is that the one? Every year they had a free Thanksgiving dinner for drivers. Come in, show your CDL. Man, it was a, it was a, it was a feast too. All right, here we go. FMCSA is sticking their fingers in stuff again. FMCSA making a uh, run at revamping the carrier safety rating system. Anytime they try to revamp something, it turns into a nightmare. You know the logbook. Give me a break. Ten eight rule. It took them what twenty years to figure out something, and they still trying to mess around with it occasionally. FMCSA soon going to be seeking public comments on how it can develop a new methodology to determine when a motor carrier is not fit to operate in or affect interstate commerce. This just kills me that they got to do, they want public comment on when they should deem a carrier not fit. Come on. See, that's what the CSA was all about, you know, back in 2010 when they initiated that. You know, <laughs> They're just not policing it. They wanted brokers and shippers to police the carriers. You know, if it was a bad carrier, they didn't, you know, anyway. So they, they you know, they're, they're trying to determine when a carrier is not. You're the FMCSA. You should already know 
this is what I'm getting at. Anyway, the advance notice of proposed rulemaking, which the acronym is ANPRM, and you will be hearing me say that again in a minute, which has not yet been published in the Federal Register. It could have been by the time you see this podcast. We recorded this yesterday. It's going to be open for public comments when it does publish in the coming weeks, assuming there are no changes in the Federal Register version from the version published on the FMCSA's site. The notice says the agency will request public comment on the following. The need for a rulemaking to revise the regulations prescribing the safety rating process. The available science or technical information to analyze regulatory alternatives for determining motor carrier safety fitness. Feedback on the agency's current safety rating regulations, including the process and impacts. The available data and costs for regulatory alternatives reasonably likely to be considered. And responses to specific questions in the ANPRM. All right. Whenever you get the FMCSA involved, it's, it's going to be scary. We'll, we'll see what happens then, right? All right, last bit of news. Navistar recalls international trucks with a drive shaft problem. Navistar is recalling certain international trucks due to an issue with the drive shaft. That's according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Specifically, Navistar is recalling more than 600 of its 2023 international MV and international HV trucks. Now, according to the NHTSA documents, the uh, drive shaft can break under certain loading conditions. A broken drive shaft can separate and cause loss of drive power, increasing the risk of a crash. More leaving you stranded on the side of the road with a huge tow bill coming. Dealerships will replace the drive shaft free of charge, obviously. Owner notification letters are expected to be mailed October 16th. This always kills me. Here we have the press release, but they're not going to do anything about it till October 16th. Anyway, if you own a Navistar truck that falls under this, you can call customer service 1-800-448-7825. Recall number 23520. NHTSA's number for this recall 23V-587. This recall is related to a previous equipment recall in July. Dana Incorporated issued a recall for more than 2,000 of its drive shafts. Because of the supplier's use of non-conforming material in its production processes, the specified drive shafts do not meet specifications and can break in certain high loading conditions. The high loading, they don't tell us. Uh, it says here the issue was first discovered in late April after Dana received notice from Freightliner reporting a drive shaft separation. So there you go. Hey, it, I, I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but I still don't get it. Why it takes so long. They know about the problem. Like right now, they've released there's going to be a recall, but it's not going to be doing anything about it till October. Unless I'm missing something. And that's that's possible. All right. FBTV fuel and spot rate update. Or FBTV, we're not FBTV and AR. Tautoa fuel and spot rate update for the week of August 28th. And this is totally ridiculous. It makes no sense. But hats off to Washington for doing what they do to 
keep this going. We've all got to be getting tired. Uh, you know, it don't matter if you're Republican or Democrat, you know. <laughs> okay, you know. Okay, diesel up nine cents from last week, four forty-eight per gallon. Four forty-eight per gallon. Wait till we get down to the uh, spot rates. Gasoline down six cents from last week, down to three eighty-one per gallon. You know, somebody brought up. I've seen it being mentioned a few times because we saw President Biden the other day say something about a COVID vaccine and how this time he wanted to make it mandatory. Everybody gets it. Yeah, right. Uh, good luck getting people to do that. But uh, we're getting close to that election. You know, we're just, what, a year and two months away, basically, 14 months away. Somebody brought up the other day that this is starting to set up that COVID deal. There's, you know, we're starting to hear more and more talk about COVID. Are they going to really be using, trying to use covid like they did three years ago. We'll see. Spot rates from last week. Van rates are down 0.2%. Flatbed up 0.2%. Refrigerated freight up 0.2%. Spot rates from last month. That's this month compared to July. Van is up a penny, 207 a mile. Flatbed down 2 cents, 250 a mile. Refrigerated up 4 cents, 247 a mile. Fuel is four forty-eight per gallon, and two hundred seven to two fifty are the rates. Spot rates. Spot rates, of course, is what a broker is paying a truck. You want to figure out what a customer is paying the broker? Add fifteen, twenty, twenty-five percent. Fuel surcharges. Flatbed sixty-four cents per mile. Drive-in fifty-four cents per mile. Refrigerated fifty-nine cents per mile. And as always, remember the. Fuel surcharge is already built into the spot rate. I've got a customer now, client. They had a load come through yesterday. It's paying like $1.75 a mile, 75 cent a mile fuel surcharge. Still kind of low. But the fuel surcharge much higher than what uh, the average fuel surcharge is, according to... Uh, our sources. Anyway, the average fuel surcharge, 59 cents per mile, for those of you that are seeking that information. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this Tato podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday. Be sure to, uh, if you you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Tautoa. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to give us a thumbs up. We sure would appreciate it. Subscribe to our channel. That helps us grow. And leave a comment if you want. Matter of fact, uh, if you have a question, you can leave a question in the comment area. We'll answer it in the next podcast. Now, if you've been listening to us, uh, the audio podcast, via your favorite podcasting app, yeah, again, we'd appreciate it. You subscribe. Uh, give us a good rating. That just help us, helps us grow. If you're thinking about uh, becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, want to maybe add dispatching to your business or start dispatching as an independent truck dispatcher, Check us out, Taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Okay, be back in the morning, morning coffee with Taltoa, every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. As for the Taltoa podcast, next Wednesday, have a good week.